0: And we join on the line now by Nadir Token, analyst at 27.4 Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Nadir, let's start by talking about the changing tide for Apple. Yeah, Sakina, so we saw them
1: come out with the earnings, yesterday. Right? Uh, you know, they managed to grow their earnings marginally quarter on quarter with regards to the December quarter end. Uh, but the guidance coming out of management is that we're going to see the first quarterly drop in earnings since 2003, Um, In fact, for uh, the March quarter in and that's driven predominantly on shrinking demand for the iPhone and this will be the first quarter ever where we see demand for the iPhone shrinking um, since its launch in the first quarter of 2007. So, you know, difficult times for the company. Um, you know, we all know they've accrued a lot of cash on their balance sheet, and, uh, you know, they're going to have to dip into reserves, uh, given that their earnings are, are, are coming under a bit of pressure, possibly declare uh, somewhat of a dividend, although, you know, that will be very short-term thinking because the bottom line is that with these tech stocks or with stocks that uh, manufacture smartphones, uh, you know, yes, there is low top-line growth for smartphones, but I think uh, Apple is particularly hit because uh, they started to release the new model of their iPhone, the iPhone 7, um, you know, in a quarter or two's time. So a lot of people are holding back on purchases of iPhones uh, because of the, the the new model coming out. And uh, we should see a normalization of the of their earnings into quarter two and quarter three of 2016, possibly quarter three of 2016, um, you know, as the, as the iPhone 7 is launched. So, you know, I think it's still a company in good shape. It's still trading on reasonable multiple. Um, you know, the news coming out of the street was that, uh, that uh, uh, demand for the iPhone is slowing because they're ordering less components from their manufacturers. Um, you know, And on the back of that, the share price has already a, has already come under significant pressure. So you know, it's arguably already in the price, the fact that uh, you know, the, uh, the, the iPhone growth is, is slowing. Although the risk to the iPhone does remain a significant concern for the business. And without uh, Steve Jobs at the helm, it's uh, going to be quite interesting how the company innovates with regards to their next product to try and diversify their earnings a little bit away from the iPhone.
0: And um, lots of speculation about this iPhone 7. Any indication of when it will be released?
1: So, the you know, so indications are that it will be around August, September this year um, in the U.S. And uh, obviously uh, it, will, it, will, it will come out closer, to, uh, uh, closer towards Christmas uh, in South Africa.
0: All right. And then um, what can we expect from the Federal Reserve meeting later today, Nadir?
1: Yeah, it's a busy, isn't it? It's always, it's a, the last couple of meetings have really been market moving. Um, you know, we saw equities across the globe ending firmly higher yesterday on basically no news other than uh, the Federal Reserve meeting and expectations of more quantitative largesse to come out of the world's largest central bank. So, you know, in fact, uh, the, the earnings out of Apple were fairly disappointing as expected. Um, you know, they're market leader. The earnings out of Procter & Gamble. Didn't really surprise on the upside, and neither did those of Johnson & Johnson. Yet we saw markets significantly higher. So, you know, all the volatility that 2016 has kicked off with, the fact that commodity prices have come under massive strain, emerging markets uh, currencies and emerging market assets also coming under strain, um, you know, markets don't seem to be, markets seem to be very concerned about this. And at the end of the day, the age of age does go, you don't fight the central bank or you don't fight the Federal Reserve, do you? So, you know, markets expect expecting the Federal Reserve uh, to possibly keep interest rates on hold, um, you know, to, uh, in, in, in the trajectory of inflation, you know, to, to, to revise their estimates of growth uh, sort of downward or, you know, re- revise their estimates of what would be the appropriate financial condition for monetary tightening um, you know, into a longer time frame. So, you know, if if there's gonna be looser monetary policy than what was indicated uh at the December meeting when the first interest rate hike came, um, you know, this will be some positive sign for market and some sort of risk on sentiment, uh, you know, to say that the that the equity the equity sell off has been somewhat overdone. So a lot of expectation out of the Federal Reserve and uh, you know you can bet your bottom dollar that is a disappointment if they come out with uh, you know, statements indicating that there'll be further monetary tightening or they'll be embarking on their original course of monetary tightening, Um, you know, we could see quite a significant sell-off in in, in global markets. Because the bottom line there is that the U.S. continues to add a a, a fantastic number of jobs, you know, another 280,000 jobs in December. Um, You know, and and, and they, they are starting to see very early signs of some slow wage inflation, which is what the Federal Reserve was really waiting for. You know, the job numbers have been fantastic, for in excess of 12 months now, but really the inflation was lacking. And with wage inflation coming on, uh, on board, um, you know, that changes the picture somewhat. But that will be drastically offset by the decline in oil prices. And that's really the argument for keeping monetary policy fairly loose because inflation remains well entrenched below the Federal Reserve's 2% long, uh, long-term target.
0: And then, Nadine, just very briefly, um, the residential property market in South Africa, we haven't spoken about that, but uh, given the current economic climate, you know, where to for residential property prices in South Africa?
1: Yeah, you know, Shakina, I mean, what do we know? We know that the South African property market has had pretty much a 30-year bull run. Um, you know, the growth in prices has been somewhat lackluster sort of over the last few years, but that's in line with a much, much weaker economy. Um, and what else do we know? We know that uh, inflation is starting to spiral because of the significantly weaker rand and because of the amount of imports uh, that we have to do, particularly on the food side as a result of the drought. So, you know, the fact that the information we have on hand is that interest rates are going up. The economy is very, very weak. Um, you know, and on the back of that, suppliers are, or, or, or developers are really battling to pass on costs um, you know, of increased building onto the consumer. So, you know, I think uh, 2016 is going to prove to be yet another challenging year uh, for property developers. I mean, we saw supply uh, increasing year on year last month by just under 5%. Um, you know, those are very small numbers for South Africa, given that those were double-digit numbers for the best part of the last 20 years. So, you know, the property developers really battling to, uh, you know, pass on increasing costs to consumers. Their margin is coming under significant pressure, uh, but the very weak economic environment doesn't enable them to pass on those, those those additional costs. So, you know, I think it's going to be an increasing time of of, of lackluster lack property prices and perhaps even declining pro- property prices as the South African economy continues to bite. And as interest rate goes up, so demand for uh, large-scale residential property, you know, sort of scale back over the next 12 to 18 months.
0: So a good time to buy right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I suppose over the next year to 18 months, you know, the property prices will be slowly, slowly sort of tapering off. Or even declining, and uh, you know, if there is a possibility of, of, obviously the economy is really difficult, so there's not that many people that can afford to buy, uh, you know. But in the event that you can afford to buy, you know, it seems like quite an attractive time. Apart from the ta- apart from the fact that interest rates are going up, so you know, if you need to finance a large part of the house, uh, the declining the declining uh, property prices could be somewhat offset by increased interest rate costs. Uh, you know, but should you be able to afford to put a large, a larger deposit down on the house and finance a much smaller part of the house, um, you know, it could be quite an interesting time to be looking to buy uh, some residential property.